the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. People couldn't use their cell phone. It was the end of the world. It's on all three stations, because you can't call your mommy with your little cell phone. It's amazing to see how fragile society in this country is nowadays, because it's still on the news here in Studio Xanadu on at least two of the three TVs. This is something that if you pay attention to what the Fourth Reich has been threatening us, you're preparing for it, and you realize that what sits in control of our country in American Dark Ages, the traitor and thief, some call president, the dimwit in diapers, the feeble fascist, pick your nickname for this whore. One thing is for certain, he's in bed with the enemies of this country. He's sold out to the communist Chinese, to oligarchs in the former Soviet Union, and more specifically, he is a member of the Fourth Reich. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a... You know who this is, Squirrel? This is that bald Nazi. Looks like a thumb with eyes drawn on it. Klaus Schwab. Jawohl, Herr Nazi. Comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. That was a threat from Spectre, the Fourth Reich, the bald Nazi, son of a Nazi, Klaus Schwab. This is something to be aware of because this is the fail-safe plan to keep control over the world right now. There's a lot at stake. You're talking about not just the $34 trillion our country's in the hole for, but the rest of the world. And when you add that up, there's some big deal going on in the Communist Chinese Party. Who owns Joe Biden and many of the other Democrats? Police in China are investigating an online dump of documents from a private security firm working for Chinese government agencies. The leak includes hundreds of pictures, images and chats from Shanghai-based iSoon. It revealed how the group gathers data through a network of hackers and sells it to Chinese state entities. Our Elizabeth Palmer has more. Liz, good morning. Good morning. The documents were posted on GitHub, which is a sharing website for IT developers. Now, they don't actually include any stolen data, but they do reveal which outfits the hackers are being to target. So the signal may go off for the cells around our country to finally stage a coup prior to the election, because what everybody knows is that even the most incompetent moron, Democrat voter who is not completely in on the scam can see that the feeble fascist is failing before our eyes. 
So now what's the play? Fox News has obtained some brand new internal CBP data, which shows something remarkable. More Chinese nationals have been crossing here in the San Diego sector in recent months than Mexican nationals. So take a look at this first graphic right here. According to that data, this is the top 10 nationalities. Personally, this excites me, Squirrel, because I can't wait for that signal to go off in the Chinese Communist Party, because I can't wait. I really can't. I'm looking forward to it. That's why today I didn't get nervous when my cell phone didn't work. I grabbed my axe. That Border Patrol have arrested crossing illegally here in San Diego sector since October 1st. Colombia is number one. But take a look at number two, China. 21,000 Chinese nationals have been encountered by agents here in recent months. They are ahead of Mexico by several thousand. That is remarkable to see. You can also see Turkey has had more than 6,000 of its citizens apprehended here. 5,000 from Guinea in Africa, another 5,000 from India. Then take a look at this second graphic here of more notable countries uh, apprehended here in San Diego sector since October. Mauritania in Africa, 2,500. Uzbekistan, 25. 500 Afghanistan 1600 Russia 800 Sounds like a lot of hostels doesn't it squirrel I believe they're referred to as hostels 150 and then hundreds more from both Tajikistan and Kyrgyzstan those Tajikistan Do they have a Tajikistan stock exchange Oh because if they did you know that Nancy Pelosi would be trading on it $785 from a stock that she paid not even $175 squirrel do you know why because when she bought it, it was an option. Oh, I love it. And nobody's talking about, you know, because the world's imploding and it's American Dark Ages. But I like to focus on these whores, these Democrat butter-handed corrupt scum that are destroying our country, like Nancy Pelosi. Young investors have a new strategy, tracking the financial disclosures of members of Congress for stock tips. Take See, a we brought this story to you two years ago. Two years ago, when she first made... What turned out to be a very lucrative play. Listen. And would you look at that? Literally clockwork. The U.S. government has an agreement to purchase a supercomputer from who else? NVIDIA. Yup, NVIDIA. The one, yup. The one that Nancy bought back on 7-23-21 in that tweet. The news comes out literally yesterday, like 8-24-21. She knew. And you would have known if you followed her portfolio on Iris. Of course, Nancy being House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. See, I like when you listen to that kid, because there's music in the background, Squirrel. You still dancing? See, joining me now is the guy you just saw on that TikTok, Christopher Joseph, founder of the social investing platform Iris. Good to have you here, Christopher. I, I want to be clear, your platform is not a broker-dealer, so tell us what Iris is and why did you decide to start tracking lawmakers' stock trades? Because they're the greatest return in history, because they're inside trading profiteers of their very policy that is bankrupting our nation. I thought I'd surmise it, but let him tell you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, so what Iris essentially is, is you are right. We are not a broker. What we are is we're a broker agnostic social investing arm to your current broker. So you can download Iris and you can connect your portfolio, whether it's Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, Webull, Coinbase. We're eventually going to have them all. And this allows you to transparently follow your friend's investments and get notified of when they make trades. I wanted to play that because that's the only way you're going to navigate the controlled demolition of our economy. The whole time giving money away. Well, James Clyburn, one of, uh, he's the version of Mike Madigan in South Carolina. He's a dirty rat Democrat who's a fixer on the East Coast. He let the cat out of the bag. Going forward, every two months, uh, for the next four years, 
another 75,000 people will become eligible for this forgiveness. And I want to say to your listeners, so now it's hard to understand him because he speaks Democrat, which is stupid. 75,000 student debt holders will be forgiven of the money because Joe Biden and the rest of the rat thieving Democrats have figured out a way to try and stay competitive by stealing or by bribing kids to continue to vote for them or turn a blind eye when they steal the next election the way they stole the last. Look, folks, it's also helping you... Uh who don't go to college. It's- really? Really? Soiled shorts? How's it doing that? You f- he can barely get through this speech, this feeble old whore. It's not just, you know, people say to me sometimes, well, Joe, that's great. You're helping people get into college. But how about all those hardworking people you grew up with in the neighborhood? How about all those folks in labor unions? How about all those? Hard- whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't go to college and I'll buy and sell 90% of you rat bastards. And I don't, you don't have to talk down to me. Soiled shorts, you and your whore family, ugly though they may be. Hardworking people work with their hands. Why should they? Well, just today my labor department announced 200, this is not the student loan program, but $200 million in grants for registered apprenticeship programs around the country. What he really means, see, I speak short in the pants Democrat mafia speak. Registered Democrats. Registered Democrats. Well, you can learn a skilled trade and lead to good-paying jobs. Yeah, and you go to work for his labor extortion mafia, where you look at that fat-ass business agent from the Teamsters, never worked a day in his miserable life, but he's the cousin of the president of the union, and he's all attached to the short-in-the-pants mafia. And you got to give him 20 for lunch so you can keep on the job site. Go ahead. Follow this train to despotism. I dare you. This is not giving anybody's money away. Yes, it is, James, but you're too stupid to understand exactly whose money you're giving away. You're giving away the future's money, which is why during American Dark Ages, the question is, can we sustain the damage you Democrat rats are doing? He doesn't have a worry at all. He was asked, will this stand up in court because the Supreme Court already knocked it down. But like a Democrat, the law is irrelevant. It's whatever they say it is, because they're fascist scum. And the economy is growing. Wrong. It's growing. Jobs, income, across the board. We have the most advanced economy of any major nation in the world. Then explain what? the debt. Then explain the debt. None of them can explain the debt. But what you see before you after this misuse of power and the fact that the American system has adopted the mindset of the Soviets, what you see are people learning that they have to be very uncomfortable. And if you're in a Democrat area, you better prepare to get the hell out of there. Charles, should what do you, I mean, do you think business people in New York agree? Oh, oh no, they have to be afraid. And a lot of them aren't going to actually come out and say anything, but we're going yeah, to see. They don't want to get they don't want to get targeted. <laughs> exactly. If you can anyone who's 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 thinking in their right mind has to understand, you may be in favor, you know, you, the, the government in power may like you now, but if they can do this to someone they don't like, eventually they can do it to you as well. And, and so I don't see a whole lot of business folks out there cheering this. Uh, you were talking about a victimless crime. 
crime, banks that voluntarily did business with President Trump, uh, banks who would do more business with pre- former President Trump. Uh, and, and so they find uh, an ordinance or a law that has never been used ever before in anyone else. You can't say it's not targeting. And, and again, following the report just now from Brian, Brian Units, I mean, think about this. Uh, you know, it's, uh, we're, we're in a city where that's already a trillion dollars has left the city uh, in business. Uh, we're real estate, commercial real estate is at 52 percent occupancy. We've got one bank, New York Community Bank, that stock is down over 50 percent this year in the last few weeks because there's so much concern over, you know, these buildings being empty, these office buildings, and mm-hmm. how many can we quickly convert to apartments and things like that. It's an awful business environment to begin with. Uh, and and, and this has made it even more unpleasant. Uh, just to come- it's the story of every Democrat-run ghetto from sea to shining sea. This is all they know how to do. Fail and destroy. Borrow and beg. And ultimately steal. The left's anti-gun agenda robbing a small blue-collar town of its soul. That's how our next guest describes the closure of Ilion, New York's Remington Gun Factory after more than two centuries in business, taking roughly 300 jobs with it. As it re- 200 years gone. So what do you think is going to happen to all of those flashy Wall Street guys? This is great news for Naples real estate values. It doesn't matter what the governor says. New York was already a loser state. Like California is a loser state. There are many loser states because of policy, high taxes, uncompetitive regulation. It was already on the top of the list of being a loser state. I would never invest in New York now. And I'm not the only person saying that. Right. Well, look who's here now. Jordan Belfort is with us. He's the man known as the Wolf of Wall Street. Jordan, what do you th- what he has to say is very important, this scumbag, because he, too, understands how to speak low life rat Democrat mafia. You see, he coexisted with them and he perfected the scam. The Wolf of Wall Street spent some time in the prison where he really honed in on speaking low life Democrat. Think about that decision. Would you invest in New York City? Well, it's a little bit more nuanced, my position. So as a New Yorker born and bred, it's sad because I think he's right that there are things that are happening and been happening to make it a so-called loser state financially, high taxes, the exodus because of that and so forth. But I think that here's the deal. If you're on the right and, you know, you want to be vocal about it, you really should be very careful before you invest in New York State. On the right politically. Right politically. Right. On the right side, because, you know, that's what America has become. If you don't agree with the gangster government, you should be afraid. Well, I don't agree with you, and I ain't afraid of nothing. I'll tell you right now, the president is a bribed asset of the Chinese Communist Party and the corrupt Ukrainian government. The president now is a traitor and a thief. Nancy Pelosi is an inside trading whore who just made more money than 99% of hardworking Americans will ever even imagine. And she did it right in front of you. And they stole because they know they're above the law. Right, Congresswoman Crockett? Boy, that David Crockett, he would hump a tree if he could. You know, this idea of, oh, it's a two-tier system and it's so terrible. I'm like, wait a minute, it's been a two-tier system in this country. Like, we have the data to show it. The difference is the two-tier, we've always been the bottom tier, right? And so now that black people have gotten into position and they know how far You know, some of these DAs have gone after, you know, the little guy. The least that they can do is go after the big guy. Because American fascism brought to you with the phony virtue 
of race equality. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. In America. The place that innovated success. The youngest and the richest country. Because it was built on a system of a republic, not a freaking democracy. Because in a democracy, these corrupt whores take charge. And they bastardize the rule of law. And they use it against anybody who speaks up against a corrupt government. Which every one of these rat Democrats, every one of them, and 70% of the Republicans wallow in the corruption. They all were in on the Navidius play. All of them. They're obviously coming after you. Now, I think that keeps ratcheting up. If you want to be on the right and vocal about it, then you really should not invest. And if you want to run for office on the right, then get out and never look back. Forget so I, about I th- Did you? Can you believe that that is, unfortunately, the reality in America built on you and your freedom as the corrupt government in front of you steals money in front of you, steals money. And when it comes to foreign policy, you got to be absolutely you got to be absolutely ignorant or mentally unable to conclude or think to not see what's happening here. When we went with him to Ukraine, he was treated like a visiting head of state and was received by the president. Then he was received by the prime minister and finally the central bank. 20% in cash. They even allowed him to look at the books and asked him for advice. Lots of people want George Soros's advice. Most recently, South African President Nelson Mandela. Actually, President Mandela uh, asked me how could South Africa protect itself against speculators like you. And I told him, I wrote him a memo trying to give him the best advice I could uh, how to uh, uh, reduce the, the, the uh, exposure of South Africa to, to speculative attack. That's the old stop me before, before I kill again approach, right? Where You're telling this is what you can do to stop me. Whether I or somebody else uh, does whatever is happening in the markets, it really doesn't make any difference to the outcome. I don't feel guilty because I'm engaged in an amoral activity which is not meant to have anything to do. Now imagine owning every politician, knowing every policy that was coming down the pike, how it would enrich all of your investments. In fact, everything you touched would be NVIDIA. Would explain a lot of George Soros' billions, but we'll never know how many he has because he's never been subjected to American taxes, American SEC, or American law. Another good, convenient reason to destroy our nation the way he destroyed so many others. With guilt. Part of the reason he is so rich is that the Soros hedge funds operate offshore in the Netherlands Antilles to avoid scrutiny by the Securities and Exchange Commission. So even while Soros tells Congress and the Treasury that hedge funds must be regulated to stop the global crisis, he's avoiding the rules. Why is it that, uh, that Americans can't invest in the quantum fund? It's an offshore fund. Why is that? Because the fund is not registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Uh, so so uh, uh, we, we are not licensed to do business in the United States. That's right. Because? But he can buy every Democrat 
from sea to shining sea. And the reasons your cities are imploding is because he owns the governments that are followed by a D for dumb. Because we are not registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Because we find it more convenient to operate without it. It is convenient to circumvent the rule of law. I wonder how much NVIDIA you think he had calls or just a straight long position, Squirrel? One thing's for sure. It's a small glimpse into the kind of thievery that he and Nancy Pelosi and every one of these rat Democrats have been partaking in since George Soros imploded the British pound back in the 90s. This is from 1998. 60 minutes. It's for all to see. And every one of you should, as he now owns 220 radio stations, seven in the once great city. And I couldn't help but notice if it was the Sun-Times or Tribune or what, what rag it was. How they said he was saving radio in Chicago. Him and his Sally Side Saddle son can kiss my ass along with WBBM and every other rat station he owns. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. Just American Dark Ages, where the most corrupt, crooked traitor occupies the most important office in the country. Lawmakers say First Brother James Biden contradicted himself yesterday when presented with evidence he could not refuse. Brooke Singman is here with the details. Hi, Brooke. Hey, guys. Yeah, James Biden originally claimed he had no involvement in Hunter's business deals, but his story came crumbling down when lawmakers confronted him with a copy of an agreement with his own signature on it. The pre- it's the nice part about dealing with these Democrat morons. They don't even realize how obvious it is. You're a thief. How are those uh, Iraqi Jim Biden houses for $1.5 billion that a company you were attached to got the contract? Not one fracking house was built. Where's the money, Jim? You drunk. Uh, Enoch Elgin. Yes, sir. Good afternoon, Mr. Thompson. Thank you. Good afternoon. I, I am calling you because last week a local politician, actually a Republican, called the police on me. What'd you do? Uh, he called the Did you call him? Uh, I, ma- I, I made the mistake of emailing him. Uh, I emailed him questions and it bothered him so much. Uh, 7.15 at night on Friday, the police show up at my door. A detective shows up. Uh, he told them over and over that he feels threatened by me. Uh, he never alleged a threat because I've never threatened him and I will never threaten him. All right, give me an uh, example he opened, of the question. I asked him more or less about funding priorities in our township should uh, illegal immigrants or people seeking immunity or seeking uh, basically illegal immigrants funding priorities in Elgin. Uh, well, I asked him if they should get funding first. Yeah, you're obviously uh, well, Apparently, yeah, apparently. So what, that, that was off-putting enough. What happened? How was the outcome? The outcome on Saturday, uh, the mayor ended up getting involved, and they, they shut the investigation down because it was completely unfounded. Uh, they can't call it a false police report because he never alleged that I threatened him. He just said he felt threatened over and over again. Uh, so now uh, he's actually a Republican township trustee. His name is Alex Lopez. Uh, I'm trying to get him to resign for harassing a member of the public and wasting yeah. police resources. Enoch, there's an issue. There's a problem with what you're trying to do. The, the, these remedies that people have where if you catch somebody doing something in politics, an elected person, and they're doing something that is a violation of the agreement of the republic or character or standards, 
it takes character for people to do that. And in this climate, in particular in that state, 70% of those Republicans don't have it. So you're whistling in a windstorm. The other thing I have for you, you sound like a young man. Are you a young man? I am 26, sir. Sound like a young man. Your circumstances today are not your destination tomorrow. Now, the difference of this is what you have is the enemy that we all have. It's called time. 26 years old. You sound like you're obviously aware of the circumstances. You're aware of the climate. When you're living in an area that penalizes you for being successful, penalizes you for playing by the rules, then you are living in a hostile environment that doesn't stoke you being successful. My advice to you is what my advice is to all people who do not have time to waste. And that is, pack your car up and go to a red area. I'm dead serious. Because it's never going to change in a, in a state. Let's talk about the state. I could talk about Chicago all day long. That state was controlled by Mike Madigan for decades. And every state rep, every one of it, kissed his ass for parking places, for offices, which means they would rather go along to get along than resist the short in the pants mafia. Now, I'm not saying every single one, but I am very comfortable saying eight out of 10 did. And eight out of 10 to this day are in control of that state. There is no future in Illinois, New York, New Jersey, California, California, ironically, has the best way to turn around because they've been tainted by the Democrat mafia, the shortest out of the ones I mentioned. But these other areas, kid, you got money to make. And you're living in an area where that fat slob of a governor who can't see his Schwansteiger unless he's standing on a mirror just said he's going to tax the hell out of anybody with a job. His favorite citizen is one on the dole or on the take. Because those are the ones that are compliant slaves. And what you did by writing an email, and I'm taking your word for it. If you're lying to me, I'm going to slap the taste out of your mouth, so I hope you're not lying to me. But the reality is, if what you did is benign and you were asking questions, you had the police called on you, let me tell you something, kid. There's an eye on you. Pack your stuff up and get the hell out of this fascistic, unfortunate situation that you're in. And go to a red area where you'll be welcomed and your future and your success will be stoked instead of penalized. There are nine states in this country that do not have an income tax. I highly recommend one of them. All right? And in the meantime, when you're driving, you wear my shirt on the way there. Hold on. Give him a shirt there, honey bunny. Jim and Lyle. Sean, um, as you probably know, I'm an optimist by nature. But today, with the cyber attack on wireless cell phones, I have not so much an optimist. What they're doing is a test run intelligence community to say that cell phones are election infrastructure and they're setting us up later in the year, in the fall, when the campaign heats up to control our communication. There's no doubt in my mind. You know what's sad, Jim, is that we're never going to know the truth because the investigators for our government are part of the gangster government system. They're never going to tell us the truth. They never have told us the truth. And the reality is we're not going to know. But what my advice is always going to be to prepare for the worst-case scenario, right? Because here's the other thing. I wouldn't be a business owner. I wouldn't be anything if I wasn't optimistic. The, the luxury of being an American is you can be optimistic until this very f- fast last 15 years. You could be optimistic. We had a small glimpse of three years under the Trump administration where you could be optimistic. 
But at this particular point, you need to position yourself so that you can sustain and weather this, the, the American Dark Ages, which is known as this climate right now, Biden years. And it's going to get worse Buckle because up, the reality is we if, are this, if this whore could steal an election, you know how much easier it's going to be for Gavin Newsom? It's going to be much easier. So the reality is we didn't ever audited the last election. What is it in people's minds? You could be as optimistic as you want to be. What is it? What has changed in these specific ghettos, Democrat controlled areas that stole the last one? What has changed? Nothing. Nothing. And Sean, we, there's never been six states that shut down simultaneously and have a water break, main break in, in Atlanta and bring boxes of ballots from under a table. It, it, you are absolutely correct. But even beyond, besides all that, I was still optimistic. But I'm telling you, today, what happened today is a big deal. You come by me. You come by me. Because here you're an American. You can weather the storm. In these Democrat-run sewers, you're just a pigeon. Let's go south to Springfield. Governor Pritzker delivering his sixth State of the State budget address today, unveiling $800 million in tax increases. $800 million in tax increases. Who's going to pay it? The, the fifth-generation Democrat welfare roach, even the ones who pretend they have a job even though they don't? The ones with the mystical, magical pension? Who's going to pay it? You, Nick, Enoch, you and the, and the people who work and are listening to this show. You're going to pay it. I'd rather burn the money. Come and take it. Because I'm not going to be a willing slave to these rats. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. But if you're on the left, I think, hey, you know, there might be other pressures driving prices down because people on the right are going to be very hesitant. But you've got to be really if you're on the right side of the aisle politically. I mean, this is weaponizing, you know, justice. It's, it's obvious and everyone knows it. So it's, it's patently ridiculous. So you that fish faced rat judge, corrupt Democrat asset. Just denied a 30 day delay to pay to the judgment. See, this is, this is what they'll do to you in these Democrat ghettos. And now that the fat slob, some call governor, just guaranteed another tax increase, you think he's going to pay it? He's never paid it in his life. Took out his toilets as if they didn't need a break. Took him out not to pay taxes. They don't pay taxes on inheritance. Think this slob ever made a dollar or did a push-up? Me either. Don Fox River Grove. Sean, you're awesome. Hey, oh, you're painting a picture that's pretty depressing, but it's pretty true. What do you know about uh, the Calvary coming in? What do you know about Gandalf coming down from the mountain and saving us? I've heard that there's some offshore maritime military tribunals going on. There's Craig, I'm sorry, there's the the Hague um, uh, trials, things of this nature. Yeah. What do you know about Don, this thing being righted? Time is the enemy of us all. You got time? You got time? You're gonna wait. You're gonna be like one of the one of the women on the in the on the frontier, waving a napkin above your head as as they're as they're burning your house down. Not me, but you know, nope. I don't I don't buy a word of that. Listen, you still have a lot of a lot of states, a lot of places love Americanism. It's hard for you because you're there, but if you weren't, you would see what a joke it is there. You would see how Pritzker's speech is a joke. How when Eric Adams talks, the only thing funnier 
is when Johnson, Brandon Johnson, talks in Chicago. You would see that these areas are very well known to not only fail because that's what Democrats have always done. Always. They don't have one policy. They've always failed. But it's known that they're going to tax you into oblivion unless, of course, you go along with them and you hire one of their scum firms. What was the name of uh, Slip and Fall Law that Madigan or Burke had? Hire one of them. You get, you get your little favoritism, your wink and your not. That's not good enough for me. I, I don't think it should be good enough for anybody, especially guys with money. It's always fascinated me. This is, this is why Trump, in, a, in one side of the coin, is hoisted by his own petard. You bribed all these idiots. You gave that moron Chuck Schumer, what, two and a half million that you could trace? How much did you give the Clintons? You invited them to your wedding. They sat at your family table. This is why when you have the means, and if you don't, you don't tolerate scum, liars. I don't even tolerate them around me. If I'm in a restaurant, I hear a guy talking. What do you, I ask him, you a Democrat? I tell the girl, either move me or get me the hell out of here. I don't even eat with them because this is what they do. It's a cancer of conscience to where you start to talk like Belfort, who used to be the wolf of Wall Street. You're saying flat out the courts in New York City are heavily politicized against people who are conservative. Well, I'm hoping that when it gets to the appeals court, this gets overturned because it's just so ridiculous and everywhere. But yes, this. You know what hope is for, Squirrel? Hookers. They hope they don't get knocked up. That's not good enough for me. Uh, Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, you always get me laughing before you take my call. Um, I want to I want to say something to the 26-year-old who's getting harassed by the Republican uh, township guy. Now, there's, now there's a phrase out there that tyranny anywhere is a threat to freedom everywhere. I want to encourage him to expose that guy and embarrass he did. him. He did. He said his name was Lopez. I can't even remember names. I remember that name. Lopez from Elgin, Republican. I want to encourage that kid to go ahead and go out and continue to embarrass that guy. Those are the type of Republicans. Well, we'd like the guy to call and read me the email. Read me the email. I want to find out if it's true. Yeah, I do too. But if it, if it is true, I want him to go after him. Now, there are going to be a lot of people. We've had this argument, you and I, back and forth. A lot of people can't leave Illinois. There are going to be four congressional districts. There is no such word as can't leave. It's America for now. You mean you can't leave? You're living in a place that they tell you. You had Corey call, call the show last week or earlier in the week. I can't remember. You're paying taxes for the mental illness fee for the scumbag breaking your windows? What are you, nuts? Get the hell out of there. There's no such word as can't in America for now. Can't. I hate that word, squirrel. Teresa, Brass Coast. Brass Coast, checking in, Sean. And regarding the loss of cell phone signals, um, could you imagine if people had their cell phones taken away from them for a week? Yeah, please. I mean, the drug companies would have a... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. <laughs> but the drug companies would have a field day with sales from you know anti-anxiety medications like benzos. I mean, just think about something, Teresa. Think about something. You've got the kids that were the generation of Ritalin, which to me is is the massive turn in this country's history. You took kids who were who were bored in school like me. You took kids who were bored because some fat ass teacher couldn't keep their attention and you drunk them. And the parents said, "Okay, drunk them. Now, those kids are having kids. And you got a bunch of kids who think you don't feel good. You take a pill. And you don't get your way, you throw a temper tantrum. Now, they're entitled and they're ignorant. 
Those are the ones who vote for Democrats to this day in the vast majority. Because those are the same kind of character of a human being that went to school and signed for the loan and doesn't want to pay it. It's a cancer of character. And you can always tell by their political views. Because politics is everything. And your whole life, you've got tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people who were told, don't judge. Don't judge. When that's exactly the opposite of what you do. Judge everything. As if it was going to cost you everything. And then you make the right choice. That's what we're in today. Stop pretending there's going to be a cavalry come down from the mountain and save you. There isn't. And there's no such thing as can't. You can do anything in this country. Look around you. None of it existed anywhere. Because this is the one place you can. We'll be back. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... Despots, dictators, tyrants, tyrants, kings, collectivists of all kind have figured out a very interesting system, and I've always used it. Karl Marx perfected it. The modern-day mafia of Marxists implement it constantly. It's rewriting history in order to steal the future. When I saw an article in The Hill discussing what Biden's Interior Department was doing, I was lucky enough to recognize the author because he's been on my show a couple of times. He is a professor of global history and economics at Leiden University in the Netherlands. He's author of the book Not Stolen, The Truth About European Colonialism in the New World. He is Jeff Finn Paul. Thank you so much for joining me, Professor Paul. How are you? I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me on again. Well, I love the article, and it's something Thanks. that people should be aware of. How in the world can, um, I mean, I guess they can do anything, really. What, what, they're completely unfettered. There are no restrictions. But why would they shut down the museum, 10,000 square feet of information and history? Obviously, they're going to rewrite it, right? Oh, yeah, of course. So, I mean, this is one of the most major uh, exhibits of Native American history in New York City. It was founded by Teddy Roosevelt. It's been a place of scientific inquiry for 100 years. And basically, Biden's uh, Interior Department is just shutting the whole thing down. And the way in which they're doing it is interesting because it's always the, it's always the manipulation and bastardization of a law that was written decades ago. And they have a defensible action for doing it because they're claiming, rightfully so, that this should have been a law where you couldn't display skeletons of Indians. But that's yep. not the case of what happened here. In fact, this is just shutting down people to have the information so that we can see uh, the true history of America and the true relationship between the Native American and some of our own founders, correct? 
Yeah, well, Sean, I mean, this started out as a law passed in 1990 by George Bush Sr., and it was originally a good idea. It was a limited law. The idea was to protect Native American graves from having been uh, despoiled by people uh, 100 years ago, you know, when uh, the natives didn't have much say in this kind of thing. So it was protecting, you know, actual skeletons. But now they've rewritten the whole thing to have it include almost every Native American artifact, including canoes and wampum belts. So basically what this means now is there's so much red tape if a museum wants to display a wampum belt or a canoe that most museums are just selling off all of their stuff or or just uh, closing down altogether because sometimes you have to get the signatures of like 27 tribes in order to display one artifact. I wonder (laughs) if it's, I I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I wonder if it's tied to, I mean, it has to have an alternative. I mean, it has to have an ultimate goal. And I've been doing a lot of reading recently, and there's something going on in this country that most people don't know. For instance, um, a lot of Native American tribes have tremendous amounts of land. There's a little war going on between cartels who are using uh, reservation land as drug labs and setting up drug labs. Specifically, this takes place in the, in the, uh, in the West, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, and, and also there's something where a lot of the Native Americans want to cultivate some of their own minerals and take advantage of some of the the minerals and and natural resources of this land to improve their lifestyle. And this is something where they don't have to follow the red tape of, uh, say, oil companies or companies that look for cobalt or zinc or whatever. They could do whatever they want. So this has to have some reflection on this, some tie to it. Have you been able to figure it out? Well, yeah, it's really a weird thing. I mean, in some ways, it's just the Democratic Party throwing a bone to the DEI extremists, you know, who just want to, you know, bring everything that's possible back into Native American power. But I think you're right. This is also empowering these tribes, giving them a sense of legal reach, even if it's in a nebulous way. It's kind of strengthening the idea that the government is recognizing them as independent units that are in some ways above the law and a law in and of themselves. And of course, as we know, all this leads to is a lot of corruption and the ability of local mafias to uh, have their way, as you were saying. Yeah, and this is something that I find fascinating as the Biden administration has hamstrung so many American companies when it comes to leases they had, agreements they had. Some of them had them with Native Americans, but maybe not exclusively. But this is something to buy off Native Americans, to bend to the will, as I see it, to the Biden administration and the eco-Nazi movement. This is what it's always about. It's always about control. And But Joe Biden specifically, since the beginning, has given away a tremendous amount of money to tribes that were very successful. He's been giving grants, but he's been freezing land use. I see this as a, as a, as a way to manipulate the future of energy production in this country. And uh, to me, that would make the most sense. What is the response by Native Americans? Are they happy with this shutting down of this museum? Are they upset with it? Do you know? Well, see, that's just it. I think there's a few extremists that are happy that they get their paws on pretty much anything, even things that are, you know, thousands of years old that can't possibly belong to their tribe. They still get their hands on it. But I I think the real losers are pretty much everyone who's not an extremist in this way, both Native Americans and any other American, because when these museums are closed, this means that Native American history is no longer available to the public. So that means whether you're Native American or not, you can't learn that history anymore. And so 
that is a great loss. And it, it's ridiculous because the liberals are always complaining, hey, you're trying to erase Native American history. But here they are, they've gone so woke that they're actually erasing Native American history in the name of wokeness. It's absolutely crazy. I remember when my, my own uh, uh, kids were going through school, how they were taught by children themselves, even though I sent them to private school. And they would come home with this misinformation about actual American history. And it was fascinating because I was lucky enough to be bored in school, and I, I tried to look up things that interest me. And uh, it's an interesting thing about the Comanches. And the Comanches were the original slave tribe. They had killed, yep. and raped, and maimed other tribes since before we got here. They were the most yep. feared Indians in all of America. And when we got here, there were tremendous amounts of tribes that were happy we were here because we had a new technology yep. to fight them off. And this was something that gets lost. All of a sudden, it's like some old Western that these idiots uh, uh, that are becoming in charge of things now, these children who are working in, in politics, think that they have an understanding of what America was 200 years ago. They really have none. And these are the most dangerous, uh, uh, righteous fascists in the country. And, I, and, and that's obviously where we're going with this. Do you think that, the, ironically, what could help the, the, the true history of America are the Indians who often tell the real story to their ancestors? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Most Native Americans, if you take a poll, they actually will tell you they prefer to be called Indians rather than Native Americans. Most, most of these people actually reject this wokeness. They want to know their own history. They know that their tribes were often brutal to each other. So they know these stories. But in these museums, once they rework them, they, they DEI wash the entire story so that you don't hear 90% of it. You only hear the stuff that they want to hear. So, yeah, there is some tension between Native Americans who, who know the real story, want to tell the real story, and then the woke stuff that we're getting in these redone museums. Professor Paul, you have a unique position because you have the benefit of, 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 of being fluent in history itself. And one thing that I think a lot of people are missing is that what's happening in our country today is that the government is perpetrating a controlled demolition of prosperity and success of the individual. They're basically rewriting American history, but they're doing it in a, in a very strategic way, and they're doing it through language. And this is something you, you constantly see on, on the news, which is a propaganda wing, as I see it, for government. But do you notice how often they're calling us a democracy? This is a fight and a save for democracy. When the fact mm. of the matter is that was the biggest fear of the people who fought off the, the totalitarian king. They never wanted a democracy. Nobody ever wanted democracy. It was always to be a republic, independent yep. from a centralized control mechanism. Do you think that there's enough kids? Because I'm... Although I look fantastic, Professor, I'm still in my 50s. There are kids out there that have no fracking idea what the principle and the beauty is of a republic. That this centralized, corrupt leviathan we call Washington, D.C., are really just 537 crooks. And it's only through understanding what a republic is that we can nullify the corruption that is Washington, D.C. and K Street, right? 
Yeah, well, I mean, the the idea of a republic is that people are talking to each other. They're they're having real conversations that are back and forth. They're not bowing to some kind of ideology. They're actually telling the truth and the facts. And so I think part of this rewriting of history is a sort of attack on science and an attack on facts itself. I think that's that's the real goal that's going on here. So, you know, these Native American skeletons are now being put off limits to anyone who wants to do genetic studies, who wants to recreate the real history of these Native American tribes, uh, and they're being reburied. They're literally taking these skeletons away from the researchers. So, again, science and facts are under attack, and in that kind of situation, a republic just cannot function. It's all about ideology, it's about mind control, it's about totalitarianism instead. And it's about balkanizing America. And what you see yeah. is, is, the, is the, the wedges of balkanization that our own government has driven into our society. And what was fascinating is there was massive advances in science. In fact, I was just reading something a few months ago about how Indians, the skeletal remains of, of American Indians, how similar they were to Asians and how similar they were to uh, before the continental drift. It was fascinating. So you mean to tell me all of that stops now? Yeah. yeah, basically, now we're no longer going to be able to make new breakthroughs about which tribes migrated where, who uh, was descended from whom, and basically they want that, because the more ignorance there is out there about this, the more they can push whatever narrative they want to push. And the more you can create balkanization uh, and wars. You know, it's fascinating oh, to exactly. me in what we're seeing in the former Soviet Union. If you put a native Russian and a native Ukrainian in a room, you took off their clothes and you turned on the lights, could you tell the difference? The answer is no. <laughs> well, what if, what if the same thing happened between Native Americans and Russians way back when, before the continental divide, and Asians. What if we found out we were all extremely similar and there was no point in killing each other? Wouldn't that maybe make a, 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 a peaceful planet? Well, you know what? I can't believe, going back to the United States today, how there's separate clubs in every high school for each race of person, and <laughs> there's separate scholarships for each race of person. This just happened in the last 10 or 20 years. I can't believe how balkanized things have gotten in the United States. But, of course, there's so many common threads that we could find if anyone cared to look. And if we could find that, we could maybe stop some of the insanity that we see before our very eyes on the news. Well, and that's something that governments cannot afford to have us do because if they understood that what the people really wanted was maybe economic competition but i don't think the vast majority of human beings want to see the insanity in in wars but there's a lot of profit in corrupt wars isn't there i'm afraid so you know we used to have the motto e, e pluribus unum right but where did that go in the last couple of decades that's what i wonder you know what's upsetting to me is that i was lucky enough to be born in the 60s and i was raised by uh grandparents and aunts and uncles and they taught me to look at people as if they were maybe different but ultimately the same and i had a friend of mine who is not a caucasian all right yeah. and i have a little cigar store every time i'm back in chicagoland and he came in and he said to me this is in the beginning of all this nonsense of american dark ages mm -hmm. when when biden took the office first. <laughs> yeah and he said to me you know man are you going to be okay if i still i said are you out of your freaking mind you're my brother and this is yeah. something that doesn't get taught to kids anymore. And it's a sickening no. reality. And I think it's a, it's a scary future if we can't 
throw off the the yoke of of corruption and, and tyranny in government and and focus on humanity. And that's what I love about your article in the Hill. You did a fantastic job as you always do. Thank you, Professor Paul. Um, and don't forget the book "Not Stolen: The Truth About European Co- Colonialism in the New World." Thank you so much for always making time for me. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on, Sean. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. American government and Indians specifically. Fascinating history, it really is. They gave reservations with one hand, and they took... From, with another hand. For instance, little interesting factoid, Squirrel. Do you know the Buffalo Bill Cody? You know why they call him Buffalo Bill Cody? Buffalo Bill Cody because back then the buffalo carcass and everything and everything they went along with it was very valuable. So guys, the frontiersmen used to shoot them one at a time and they would bring the hides in and they made a living. But Buffalo Bill Cody, a little sharper than them. He knew that they were stupid. Let's call them the Democrats of their time. And they were easily herded. So he would scare them and run them all off cliffs, and he would kill hundreds at a time. He would skin them all at the bottom. He would actually employ Indians, and they would skin the the buffalo, and he would sell them in mass. He made a fortune doing it. Truly did. And, you know, he had a hankering for Indian women. Oh, he liked them, and he liked them a lot, a lot. And he had a lot of little Indian kids. But what Buffalo Bill Cody did with that money squirrel, is he bought up a tremendous amount of land all throughout the country. Tremendous amount. But because he only had Indian kids that he wanted to leave all of his money and land to, he didn't have any white ones. So when he died, the American government stole all his land. A lot of it's got railroads on it. And they never paid a nickel to any of those Indian kids. And, you know, you could look up right now, there's still America or, or white relatives, nephews and nieces, that sued the federal government after they stole his land because they nullified his will. And they settled with the government. The only problem was, Squirrel, they didn't inflationally adjust the settlement, which was a big mistake. Uh, Craig, I'm on great with Design all over the place, healing. Yeah. All right, he's talking to somebody else. We're going to go with Rich in the park. Good, you're on one of those AT&T phones. You got hacked by some sort of NSA or CIA or FBI. I don't want to tell you it's the Russians. It ain't the Russians. That's the Russians. Yeah. I just got a quick question for you. If I owed $40,000 in student loans, how much is he going to forgive me? Forgive my student loans? You're a registered Republican, so the answer is Gatsangul. No, I know that, but I'm just saying. If I owed $40,000, how much is he going to forgive that loan? Who knows? This is the thing. We can't audit them. What do you know what they do? This was the problem when Barack Obama backdoor nationalized something that existed for decades because he took a small problem of 600 billion which was okay size and turned it into two trillion dollars and now they're not giving these kids money they know that they can't get it back because the economy sucks they're giving themselves the money and they're using the kid as a stooge like an indian go ahead what i'm saying is is if uh if i did owe forty thousand, he's going to forgive me 10 and they keep saying oh it's life changing i could buy a house a new car and everything else. It doesn't make any sense. Do you know what he I'm should forgive? Owe 30000 Did you borrow the money? Then pay the freaking money. It's the only time in American history 
that the virtue, the, the American with the most virtue, is the one who stiffs the agreement he signed on the dotted line for. That's how you know Democrats are in charge. Their word means nothing. It's all they do is lie. And when they can, they'll short you every time. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Doing a little Western music with me? This has nothing to do with refinance, does it? No. You know him as uh, 85556David. He's been called the round mound of refinance, but he's got a good heart. David Hockberg. I'm kind of digging the sheriff music there. That's, uh, that's kind of, I haven't heard that in yeah. years. You would have made a good cowboy. Sure you would have. You'd have been working in the saloon with those little things on your arm. Could I get you a drink, cowboy? That's what you would have been doing. Go ahead. You, you want fries with that? That's yeah. What I was yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. You might have been making, uh, I don't know. You, could you, did you, did they, a lot of financing go on in the Wild West? I don't, I don't think so. You know, probably <laughs> trading horses or trading, uh, whores or trading gold or trading something. I don't yeah. know what they were trading. You'd have definitely but, uh, been in a saloon somewhere. There's no question about it. But, I would have been in the middle of it trying to make a buck selling or buying it, whatever. And you would have needed a sheriff to protect you, which is why you do such wonderful things for Chicago's finest now, isn't it? Wow, that's a great segue. Look at that radio segue right there. Yeah, no, I, I love, I love first responders. It's, uh, it's always been a passion of mine to yeah. take care of the first responders, police, fire, EMT, uh, yeah. veterans. Plus, you it's know it's going to take six of them to get you in the ambulance when you eventually have the gripper. <laughs> Go ahead. That's why I drop off cases of water to, to the yeah. to the Northbrook PD to make sure they're. <laughs> <laughs> They're hydrated yeah. if they ever have to come down. Hold on, Mrs. Hockberg. We have to get our weight belts. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so we've got uh, this Saturday on my radio show on WGN from 10, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. We're dedicating the entire show, Home Sweet Home Chicago, to bring awareness and uh, raise funds for the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation so they could purchase replacement bulletproof vests for the men and women <laughs> of the Chicago Police Department that can't afford to buy them. I know you're laughing because it's I'm so laughing ridiculous. because I'm, I'm thinking the coppers should go to the illegal aliens who get 2500 for getting off the bus. Hey, could I, you buy me a vest? Go ahead. It's, um, it, it's, you got Jerry Reinsdorf down, down Springfield with a hat in his hand oh. for $1.2 to to build a stadium, and we can't come up with $4 million to buy a replacement bulletproof vest for the officers of the Chicago Police Department, wherein every surrounding suburban de- uh, police force that touches Chicago, including the Illinois State Police, provides bulletproof replacement vests for their officers. So this has been a thorn in my side since 2018 when I met Alderman Matt O'Shea um, uh, one morning at a radio station downtown, and it's just pissed me off ever since. Yeah, and uh, it's been it's been a cause of mine. We've raised over a million bucks, and we've got. I just scheduled the entire show today, laid it out. We've got a we got police superintendent Snelling coming on. We've got the manufacturer rep who supplies the police vests, bulletproof vests to the Chicago Police Department, coming on to start the show. 
Commander Bowers' um, wife, Erin Bowers, is coming on to talk about, remember, uh, Commander Bauer that got shot? Yes, of course I do. What a tragedy that is. What a tragedy. What a ridiculous. So he should be alive today, but he's not. So uh, his wife's going to come on to talk about all the things that the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation did for her and her family after the tragic uh, death of her husband. And uh, we have another police officer's wife, surviving spouse, who her husband died in the line of duty. Uh, to talk about what the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation did for her and her family. We have a police officer who, get this, was shot within hours after receiving and putting on his new bulletproof vest, and the vest saved his life. So we've got a bunch of, uh, a bunch of great uh, guests to just bring awareness and uh, raise funds to help us get to our goal of 400 vests, which is $200,000, because... Uh, a lot of listeners don't realize this, but the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation was set up, Sean, to support the families of Chicago police officers who were injured in the line of duty or that made the ultimate sacrifice and were killed in the line of duty. And they have a a, a line item in their budget that that's to purchase uh, 400 vests a year for for the officers that can't afford it. So what we're trying to do is take that money that's budgeted and move it across from being a line item for vest to support the families and 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 go to a better cost. David, what 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 what's so disgusting? I mean it because you know I mean I don't. This is all I do is look at this stuff. You signed a lease on tainted fracking land for ninety one thousand a month. You burned yeah. up at least sixteen million. At least sixteen million. The money is just twisting in the wind in some butter handed half ass wannabe gangsters bank account. And in the yeah. meantime, you could have bought a vest for everybody, every one of these guys. Not to mention those tactical T-shirts. Did you see these things? I mean, not that we could what squeeze you into one of those, but they have a tactical T-shirt that I, I you know, I went to, I went back last week, right? And I, I'm into all of that stuff. So they have this tactical T-shirt that you put it on, yeah. and it's like the bullet would have to be like a, 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 a bigger than a 45, but it can fend oh, off. Oh, I saw that. I saw anything that. Anything yeah. under a 45 and a knife. And you yeah. put it on underneath your stuff. You know, I mean, when you're in the ghetto, you got to wear that stuff, man. They should be buying the guys that T-shirt. They should be giving them the vest. They should be putting them out there like like SWAT uniforms. It's insanity what's going on. Yeah, well, the SWAT team, those those uh, vests could cost up to $2,500. Okay, Ooh. so. It's yeah. Like the card they so give an illegal what, alien off a bus. Yeah. it's um, it, So for $4 million, we can't come up with this. So just, it's completely frosted me since I found out about this in 2018. Um, Alderman O'Shea was on promoting his pancake breakfast, which is uh, coming up on Sunday down at uh, at 102nd and Washtenaw, St. John of some church down there. I was there the past couple of years. It's a huge event. They have massive, um, massive mass beforehand uh, in honor of first responders, and after mass, everybody dumps into the um, into the hall uh, outside the church, uh, connected to the church, and, and, and goes to the pancake breakfast. So, uh, again, we've raised over a million dollars. I understand that not all your listeners have $500 lying around to buy a vest. If you do, please go to cpdvest.com. Consider donating uh, five, $5 from 100 people, Sean, 100 listeners, we get, we get a vest. So yeah. we're, we, I think we're starting the show with like 350 to go, I think we already got fifty um, vests purchased, which is huge. 
from listeners up and down the dial. Thank you for you, Amy, and I was on I was on the score earlier today. You know, and a bunch George of other Soros stations. George Soros the score now. Did you know that? I know, I know, I, I heard. Rat bastard. Did you hear? The, did you hear the interview from from sixty minutes with that rat bastard? Did you hear what he said when no, he worked but, with the Nazis? No. What did he say? Fourteen years old, being a Jew, he worked with the Nazis to take the property of the other Jews as they were putting them in the no. camps. Did you? I, I'm going to send it to you after the show. I'm going to send yeah, you. Got to hear it. I haven't seen it. You got to hear it with his own mouth, the rat pig that he is. And did you see his right. kid with that side saddle, the painted nails? He's dating at Huma Thurman. Did you or uh, Huma uh, Abedin? Did you see it? Wiener's ex-wife. No way. I told you she was a lesbian. Uh, in the meantime, you tell that bulletproof vest guy that if he doesn't discount at 20%, I will start a bulletproof vest company with you and a couple other guys, and we'll, we'll cut the price of it. Who is this guy not to give a discount to the Chicago, Public, or Chicago Police Department? What do you say to that? 20% or I'm in business next week would come and get some bulletproof vest by Sean Thompson. What do you say to that? I, okay, I'll bring that up. I'll, that'll be the first thing out of my mouth on uh, Saturday when I right, introduce him. Hey, there's a guy, Sean Thompson, on AM560 that wants to yeah. go into business against you if you don't exactly. discount the vest. I'm hanging on to this gig by my fingernails. I always need another stream of income. Now, before I let you go, one of the listeners said, "What do you, I mean, I could answer the question, but let's okay, let's do it to you. What do you think is going to happen with interest rates in the next year? Woo, you'll be paying 8%. Go ahead. Well, well, listen. You 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 saw the ten year bond, right? We dropped down to three eighty at the beginning of the year, and we're back to four twenty five, four thirty. So the thirty year has increased by over half a point since the beginning of year uh, of the year after dropping in October. Mm-hmm. The ten year was at five and a quarter, right? So we dropped from the peak of October when thirty year fix hit the eights, and we were in the eights. And then it dropped to 3.8, the, uh, the 10 years. So we lost a point and a half mm-hmm. uh, from October to the end of the year. And then we thought we were going to have a little rally. I called you to let's get ready to refinance you. And then, <laughs> whoop, everything shot back up. You mean to so, tell me that Jerome Powell and the Democrats lied? Shocking! Well, yeah, it's all the economic news that comes out. I mean, right. one, one day we get CPI, PPI number. And then the next day we get retail, and then the market crashes. Then we get retail sales have declined, and the market rallies. It's, it's. I just want some type of. Did you hear the guy from the Bank of England the day before yesterday? I had the clip. I didn't play. No. It. Did you hear him? No, he I said it's. That. A, what, what he said that? that we don't have to have anything to lower interest rates. We can lower interest rates. We're following a model that doesn't work. Did you yeah. know that? These these so, rap- no, they know, don't cut pickpockets don't cut their hands off they're making a fortune on the overnight repo market the arbitrage is phenomenal. Well 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 you 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 know, you know they added another hundred basis points to the spread between the ten year and the thirty year fixed loan Oof. in the past two years it yeah. used to be you know the ten year if the ten year was at three point eight we'd have five point eight thirty year fixed loans well guess what the ten year was trading at three point eight and 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 the thirty year fixed loan was at 6.8. So they added another 100 basis points on top of yeah. the spread over the past 24 months, these bankers. So yeah. nothing nothing makes any sense. I just want, listen, it's been 24 months of hell in the mortgage industry. You know, I'm not going to be on the bottom of an off-ramp holding a can saying I need work, but it's just you can't help your borrowers out get into a better position. It's tougher to do that. 
Yeah. When you have so much volatility every from week to week, from day to day, from month to month. Yeah. So, you could yeah. be one of the founding partners to come and get some bulletproof vest, which we will sell at a twenty percent discount to CPD and all other municipalities. What do you think of that? We live, as baby. Long come as, on. You're, as, as long as you're one of the test dummies that oh. we get to put a vest on you and take a shot at you. It's we, fine. That, I'm that, I'm in. And you just put on a you put on a Joe Biden mask to get me in the mood in case the vest doesn't work because <laughs> nothing's going to kill me. Thank you, babe. Appreciate you coming on. CPDvest.com. Thanks for having me, buddy. Bye. Thank you. Bye. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, here we go. Speaking of bulletproof vests. Shocked Israeli drivers were scrambling to get out of the way during a terrorist attack near a West Bank checkpoint. This is not helping with the tension that's already there as things continue to spike. Trey Yingst has the latest. Israeli police say three gunmen opened fire with automatic weapons on cars waiting near a checkpoint in the West Bank. The shooting happened while morning traffic was moving slowly on a main highway. One dead, 11 more shot. You get shot by some morphodite whose parents were first cousin yelling Aloha snack bar. You need a vest? Come get some vest. What do you think, Squirrel? I think we're on to an idea. Chris in St. Charles. Hi, it's an honor to talk to you. You make my drive home shorter every day. Oh, it's my honor. Thank you. But um, and I think it's very admirable what uh, Mr. Hackberg's doing with the vest for the police officers. We really do need to support them. But at the same time, he's enabling the politicians to not do what's right, and they should be providing the vest for the police officers. Um, the politics, it's always, you know, they always hold the police officers, the fire department, teachers, everything that's important to us hostage, saying, oh, give us more money, let's raise our taxes, or we have to cut this and this and that. They never cut their, you know, you know, no. their own pay. They never cut funding to the illegals coming across. They, you know, they never, you know, trim the, you know, pension funds. It's always, you know, gimme, 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 and they're going to hold everything that's going to keep us safe hostage. And well, that's the controlled demolition. That. That's, that's the controlled demolition that George Soros paid for. You're exactly correct. And by the way, Chris, David agrees with you. But what he also knows is he deals with these people as individuals. And when you look in a young copper's eyes and you tell them, look, this is the problem because they won't cut off their hands and they won't stop spending money. But the reality is that kid may get shot tomorrow. So he doesn't have time to wait for, for Democrats to understand the ramifications of voting for these Democrats. What he has to do is put the vest on that particular guy. So it's a double-edged sword. And I agree with your overarching point. I truly do. But in the meantime, that copper's got to be protected. Thank you, Chris. It's a sad reality. But if you wait for a pickpocket to cut his hands off, you're going to wait for the Federal Reserve to tell you the truth. See what I did there, Squirrel? We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. 
saw an article in Real Clear Politics. I was reading it, and then I saw who wrote it. He is the founder of League of American Workers. He was a former Trump advisor in 2016 and 2020. You've seen him on Fox News, CNN, all over the place. More importantly, you heard him right behind this microphone for years. I used to fill in for him. He is Steve Cortez. What's going on, handsome? Hey, Sean. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. No, I appreciate you coming on. I'm interested in the article. I always keep an eye on what you do. And uh, it's very interesting stuff. But I also want to talk to you about an article you reposted about Biden's regulations that could cost a hundred or I mean a million jobs again. I mean, it's, it's right. the same strategy, right? You, it's the old uh, Chicago short in the pants Democrat. Tell you a lie to your face, then rob you in the in the closed door, right? This is what he does. Right. No, exactly. And you know, and killing manufacturing jobs in two ways. And you know, what I posted today was, of course, about onerous regulations, which are just stifling to American competitiveness, particularly in the realm of actual tangible production, you know, factories. Um, but at the same time, and I think this is as punishing to those uh, factory jobs, also making uh, energy incredibly more expensive than it needs to be. When he took office, remember, crude was uh, in the low $40 per barrel. It's almost $80 today. I think it closed right about $78 a barrel uh, today. So almost doubling in crude um, and, and spikes in energy, of course, are particularly punishing to factories and to production businesses combine that then with this stifling regulation which continues to grow and you create an environment where uh where manufacturing jobs simply cannot survive in this uncompetitive bidenomics disaster but he just came on with that where he normally sniffs kids and whispers in their ear he just came on with that little whisper to tell us all the economy is growing but the sad reality is the only thing growing is government spending along with our debt and he is mimicking the velocity of money in a private sector economy by backdoor nationalizing it through corruption isn't he right 100 percent. yes and the consequences of that of course are uh, this systemic inflation, it, it's not transitory. It never was, despite Janet Yellen you know, lying through her teeth, um, despite the, the White House narrative and then the complicit corporate media trying to carry water on that. And thankfully, it's impossible to fool people about their own pocketbooks, about their own bank account, about their own anxiety at the checkout at the grocery store, right? Uh, grocery store spending, by the way, is at a 30-year high. Wall Street Journal had that story out today with a very uh, compelling chart showing the absolute spike in grocery spending as a percentage of household budget. It's the worst it has been in three decades. After trending down for many decades previously, food was becoming less of a, and less of an expense for Americans for a very long time, for a generation. That's completely reversed now. Um, and then some. And all of it, exactly, because of Joe Biden, because of Jerome Powell, uh, because of what they're trying to do to us, uh, and so far, unfortunately, succeeding, and you're right, it's a de facto nationalization. It's great for the plutocrats, for the connected oligarchs, um, but it's awful for regular working-class Americans who are, getting, who are working harder to get poorer by the day. And quietly, something that rarely gets talked about unless I talk about it, massive yeah. record numbers of Americans that are on welfare. So he's quietly doing the Chicago cut-me-in or cut-it-out. He's subsidizing a tremendous amount of people. And after all, why wouldn't he? That's what worked with Obamacare. Now, nobody utters a word about one of the not just cornerstones of a government takeover of an American industry, but one of the most heavily subsidized and failed policies this country's ever seen. It's quintupled right. premiums and nobody even utters it. Now, Republicans are used to it. So is that the plan just to get used to a subsidized welfare class? Yeah, unfortunately. And uh, but, you know, we also have to raise the alarm on this. Right. Uh, you know, 
folks like you, people who have platforms, who have influence, who understand what's going on, right? We need to be the, uh, the profits here. Um, and, and look, here's the good news of within the bad news is that people are, again, because it's a kitchen table issue, because it's a pocketbook issue, they're, they're intrinsically aware, uh, of what's going on. This isn't some faraway issue to them, right? I mean, they realize that their buying power is being destroyed day by day. And that's why, you know, getting to my article in Real Clear Politics, we're doing battleground state uh, polling, extensive polling. Latest state we just polled is North Carolina, which is a swing state. So it leans a bit red, but a swing state that's going to be crucial for the election in November. And in North Carolina, I mean, this is tragic. We found 25% of likely voters in North Carolina believe that the American dream is attainable. That's it. Only one quarter of Americans. Uh, that's, that's the psychological price. takeover of America. That's what it is. Yeah. And it's a crisis when you have that kind of despondency, that kind of pessimism, uh, people who do not believe that tomorrow will be better for them and don't believe that the coming decades will be better for their children, uh, which has always been a foundational promise of America, right, was that, you know, we, we continue to do better and that there's, that there's hope for your kids and that they're going to have a better uh, life than you. That is no longer the case. Now, uh, I don't want to just wallow in that gloom, though. We need to be aware of it and we need to be real about it. But then we need to also point to, you know, now what's the way out? And part of the way out, it's not the only solution, but a huge part of it is punting Joe Biden um, in November. And uh, I believe we can do that, but it's not going to be easy, as you all know, Sean. Well, what I believe is that we did do it. I believe we won. There's no question in my mind. I've called it since that day that we and, and, and nothing was done about it. And if you look at the reality of what these corrupt Democrat mafia areas have done, it's to make it even easier this time. In fact, New York uh, uh, just suffered a loss because for a couple of years now, they've allowed illegal aliens to vote, but they pretend not federally. And it was just right. in one of their courts that that was struck down. But the reality is it's the perfect crime, Steve, um, because once you're in control, you're there and you control even the auditing or the investigation. This is the part I focus at, and it's why I, I figured to go to high ground and wait out American Dark Ages. And, you know, you see people fleeing these Democrat sewer areas. So they'll once again go Democrat, because the reality is Democrats would vote for a pickle if it gives yeah. them more money, right? So how optimistic should we be, or should we prepare for the worst, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst? Right. No, I was going to say, and I'm not trying to be cute here, but but it's both, right? I mean, absolutely hope for the best, right? I mean, we should, look, if we... If we work and pray, I believe that we can triumph. But we also have to be ready for the worst. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's a reason that uh, people like me, you know, lifelong Chicago and who raised a family in the city of Chicago, uh, got out. I know not everybody can get out. I know not everybody wants to get out. Um, but for me, it certainly made sense to get to the great red state of Tennessee, in particular the eastern portion of the state uh, in Appalachia, which is really all about God and guns and wonderful people. Um, uh, but we can't give up on Chicago, obviously, because Chicago is the, is the beating heart of America. I mean, it's literally and metaphorically the heart of the United States. So we can't give up on it. You know, but listen, to your point, I think part of why Ben Brennan Johnson, for example, who's, you know, even worse than his predecessor, we never thought he'd be worse than Lori. Well, he's worse. Yeah, but um, he finally looks good in the part- same clothes. <laughs> yeah. A big part, a big part of why he won, I think, is because too many people like me have already left. And they weren't there to vote, uh, oh. you know, for some semblance of normalcy, right, um, in the city of Chicago. But to answer your question about the fall and about the national elections, listen, I do think we're going to prevail. 
Um, I think that when you look at credible polling that has done well, and listen, I, I know the polling I'm doing is done very well because we're very rigorous and very scientific about it, and we're not trying to cook the books. And when we look at our polling, for example, this North Carolina poll shows um, Trump up by 7%. Now, that's a huge percentage. He only won North Carolina by 100,000 votes last time. Uh, if he is up by 7% right now, we're in good shape. Now, can we get complacent or cocky? Absolutely not. Um, because we also know that in some of the swing states that matter most, particularly Wisconsin and Arizona, uh, those are probably the most susceptible states for cheating of the states that matter, and particularly in Arizona as it relates to illegals voting, um, because, of course, there's a massive influx of illegals. I mean, all over the country, but particularly in that border state of Arizona where they're extremely lax about who gets to vote, and they are overtly allowed to vote, you know, to your point, in local elections. Um, now, they claim that they won't vote in federal, but you know, we know better than that, of course. So uh, we have a work cut out for us. And I believe in Wisconsin and Arizona, for example, we can't win by a half percent and win. You know, we need to no. win by three, four, five percent to win, uh, to have enough buffer for the cheat. Yeah, you're going to need the zombie vote um, like you do in Chicago. But the, the, here's the other, uh, the, other, the other question I have. When you do this polling, uh, what I see when I when I have to search all the news, and you remember what you have to do to get ready for the for the show, right? You search all the news mm-hmm. and you look in all the Democrat areas. They are enjoying this abuse of, of law, this fish-faced Democrat scumbag New York judge in Latitia, right. who I believe you faced on the on the offensive line when you played football. Um, <laughs> when you when when you see the glee and the and the Schadenfreude of joy as the right. government strips away Donald Trump, who didn't make his millions in government the way Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi or pick a Democrat and seven out of 10 Republican. But he made it, you know, through an inheritance and then growing it massively. Uh, they're excited about this abuse. So to me, it is the it is the the corruption of the of the psychology of what American uh, citizens used to stand for. And I'm wondering if that factors in your polling. Um, yeah, absolutely. And listen, it, it's the reason that Donald Trump is the nominee right now. Right. And uh, and I worked for Trump in 2016, 2020. I took a little detour and supported Ron DeSantis in 2023. And the main reason that that task was impossible for DeSantis or any other um, a challenger to Donald Trump is because Republican voters very understandably rallied incredibly hard to the side of Trump once they saw the persecutions against him in these four sham criminal indictments, plus these civil cases. And of course, the, you know, the most significant one being the one you're talking about from Letitia James in New York. That, that verdict for, for in total over $400 million is an absolute disgrace. It is a Stalinist attack that we never would have thought a generation ago we could have seen in the United States. Um, but here it is. Donald Trump uh, continues to face you know, these myriad persecutions all over the country, and each of them is more reprehensible than the next. Of course, the Atlanta one has been, you know, thankfully, completely discredited with the shenanigans of, of Fannie Willis. But the federal ones are also just as ludicrous, uh, particularly the Jan 6 one from Jack Smith. So, look, I believe that uh, he, he's facing these trials, these literal trials, and then kind of the figurative big trial, too. He's facing them on our behalf. Uh, he needs all of our support in November. I do believe he can prevail. Um, I believe he will. It's not going to be easy, you know, again, particularly given the obstacles we're up against in terms of the dishonesty in some of the key battleground states. But I think the economy is bad enough for regular people, no matter what the corporate media says. Uh, the economy is terrible enough for regular working class people that even those who have certain distaste for Donald Trump are going to 
uh, to rally to his side and vote for him and evict Joe Biden from the White House. And then we begin the process. Won't be easy at all. Won't be snap of the fingers, but we begin the process of trying to reclaim our country because, you know, listen, I think you're right, Sean. We live right now really in an, in an oligarchy. Uh, it's not a dictatorship yeah. quite yet. It's ruled a few. Uh, the connected cronies who who run our country and benefit from our economy at the expense of the masses. Um, Americans are waking up to that reality. Joe Biden has been so dismal in his uh, just over three years in office now that he has he has forced people to wake up to that. And um, and I'm I'm optimistic despite the uh, despite also recognizing the the gravity of the challenge ahead. See, I'm going to tell you, you were um you were kind enough when you were in the area to join me and we had a cigar and we went to a place I go to a lot and you, you kind of got the idea. It's a big place and there's a lot of guys who are transplants from right. both Chicago, New York. You, you, you saw a couple of them and it's an interesting thing that's happening. This to me is bigger than Donald Trump. This is the reality of what Chicago always wants. It's a mafia run party. It's a Democrat mafia of where there are no rules. There's just clout patronage and, a, and a, an acceptance of it. The America we fantasize about that you and I love is really not there in these Democrat areas. And what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing today, talking to some of these guys who in their own right are players, guys from New York and guys who sold right. their companies for big money and the rest of it, they're aware of exactly how outrageous the climate is in these Democrat ghettos that were once great mm-hmm. areas. And they're pulling their friends, they're pulling their family. And I mean, I think we're at the extreme infancy of the reaction of the kind of fascist abuse we saw last week. I think this is only the beginning. And the reality is, I think they'll rob us again, because here we are. We're we're three and a half years. This stupid son of a dog couldn't get a job as a night watchman. He's walking around displaying dementia. Stuttering, stammering, stealing right in front of everybody's eyes. 24 right. million, 24 million in the accounts. His low life brother goes to, goes to Congress yesterday like a Hollywood producer with the $1,200 Purcell glasses, the $600 scarf, the $6,000 suit. Never worked an honest day in his life tied to every scandal from Iraq houses to, to, to Ukrainian thievery. I think right. it's, I, I think they have no problem doing it again. And I think we have a better chance of a, of a move for secession by decent states than we do letting seeing Trump in the White House again. I don't think they're ever going to let him near the Oval Desk. What do you think? Well, you know, again, look, hope springs eternal. Um, and I, so I'm a bit more optimistic than you on that. I, I, I think we can win. Um, but I hear you, too. And, 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 you know, what you're talking about, which I often refer to as the great sorting, right, the great sorting is accelerating, no doubt. And a ruling like this in New York, um, anybody with any sense who has options, who has a business that's virtual, who can move, uh, you know, them, can move their family, can move their business, um, who has any sense is going to do so. And by the way, moving out of Chicago as well, you know, I, maybe you've already talked about this. The fact that Chicago, that the city of Chicago is now suing the five biggest oil companies over climate change. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, are you that's kidding awesome. me? You know how fracking stupid By the way, they if are. there's one city in the world, and I listen, I lived in Chicago for 50 years, okay, until you know, two years ago. If there's one city in the world that could use some global warming, it's Chicago, okay? So yeah. <laughs> well, how about Gaza ceasefire? It's right up there with that kind of stupid. Like oh, Democrats, God. like you knew all your life. They look busy and accomplish nothing. That's what they do. I mean, it's yeah. just a joke. But I, I, I do think that the overarching opinion is that they're never going to let this guy win. Never, ever, ever going to happen. And I'm wondering, you have, your, you have the, your finger on the pulse of both. 
I see DeSantis finally get back to work the way I wanted him to do in the beginning. And I think he's preparing for bad news. I see Mm -hmm. Trump trying to raise money, but part of the judgment is he can't do business in New York. So even if he had New York money, they can't operate in New York. So they're trying to squeeze him on getting the money. Do you think DeSantis will help him get the money? Oh, I think so. Yeah. And listen, and I also believe there's obviously, you know, a lot of personal animus there both ways, right, between these two. Um, and to some extent, it's understandable. They both live in the state of Florida. They're two, you know, the two most significant Republican politicians in America. One's young, one's older. I mean, there's just all kinds of dynamic there, right, of why they don't get along. Having said that, uh, I firmly believe, and I think DeSantis did the honorable thing by dropping out when it was clear to him he had no path, right? He's the opposite of Nikki Haley, right, who's just an opportunist, you know, scumbag. Um, and I believe firmly that he's going to do everything within his power to help elect Donald Trump um, into November. And I also believe, by the way, that DeSantis, who's 45 year old, years old, has an incredibly bright political future ahead of him. Uh, uh, maybe, but that. you got guys like me with long memories. And I think what he did, you know, personally, I just voted for you to be the governor. What you did to me was insanity, was stupid. Even if you wanted to stick your toe in the water, I think it was evident within 70 days, hey, they don't like me. And, you know, I, I, I think that if he wants to get any kind of political currency back, he should help him raise the money. I wonder if he knows how important that is. Yeah, I think so. And I think so. No, and I listen, but you know, things can change very quickly in politics. So, you know, I agree right now it's hard to see, you know, where's that path uh, for DeSantis to become party leader at some point, um, right, when when Trump has finally uh, is finally able to, to relax um, after he serves his second term, uh, which he should be serving right now, of course. Um, but I, I do believe that there is that path does exist for DeSantis. But listen, I'm with you. I'm totally glad that he's back being a fantastic governor of Florida. Um, it's yeah. where he thrives. He's best at governing, not campaigning. Yes. Um, and, and he's doing a great job again. And I'm glad for Floridians that they're going to get two more years of him. Two more years of DeSantis as governor with, with Trump in the White House will make a real difference for the country and especially for Florida. Did you buy the NVIDIA plate after Nancy Pelosi announced two years ago she had bought it at $175? She didn't even buy the stock. She bought calls at a strike of 110 or 182 What do you think she made on that play as it trades uh, yeah. 785 today? Uh, she's incredible, <laughs> right? I mean, she, she and her right husband are the, the best open. traders in history. Right out in the open, you front-running, inside-trading, thieving whore. We worked our ass off, never had a return like that. It's phenomenal. Right in front. And the Democrat moron is happy getting snap cards. The peasants of slaves. I appreciate you making time, brother. Of course. Thank you, Sean. It's always great to be on. Give out the website one more time so the people can keep an eye on you. Yeah, you bet. Please follow me, amworkers.com. That's the League of American Workers, amworkers.com. Steve Cortez, everybody. Thank you again, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you, man. Thanks, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm amazed at this fracking state of this state. Not just the fact that this governor can barely stand up with his little teapot body. in taxes. Let's go south to Springfield. Governor Pritzker delivering his sixth state of the state budget address today, unveiling $800 million in tax increases. The hikes would largely fall on businesses from large corporations to state-regulated sports books. Bye! That's good news for bookies, though. Woo-wee! Gonna make a big, strong comeback. 
idiots, fracking idiots. Bob in Wisconsin. I'm sorry, I was just agreeing with you, you know, and I was saying words that we can't say. Sean, you're the beacon of broadcast truth, always. Thank you, brother. I tell you, buddy, without you, I've got all the guys in my construction crew listening to you now, and we've started a petition on behalf of financial responsibility of these Democrats that are running our city. They put up steel bike racks. I have been around town working Never seen any bicycles on them. They've got steel grates with dead trees. Cable uh, was supposed to give us free access so we'd see the games from our local high school because they're using our telephone poles. That's never occurred. And now they've got to pull all the pavers out because they're trying to imitate an old town because they don't work. Semis are going over them. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So we want them financially responsible for their actions. Oh. And it's really ticking off a lot of these Democrats because that's all we got up here. Well, you know, Bob, Wisconsin is an interesting area. I was just up there this weekend. My niece got engaged. It was a fantastic venue. And we went to the oh, old Playboy Club. Oh, it was great. It was great. Oh, yeah. Grand but, Geneva. Uh, yes. But I'm going to tell you, a lot of Illinoisans who are frustrated. See, I don't think Illinois is done. Flush it. You can't save it. But if they move up to Wisconsin, you can still save Wisconsin. You've only had this yes, Orville Redenbacher on Math Evers for a couple of years. You could throw his wrinkled old ass out of there. He's a and, teacher's union oh, little Ponzi and guy. By, let me give you a little help. When you're, when you're okay. talking about these scams, bike racks, steel fences, find out who got the contract. And find out who they're related to who cut the deal. That's how it works in these short-in-the-pants mafia Democrat areas. That's the money laundering scheme. They overpay and get the kickback at 30%. That's the wise guy deal. So stop it now in Wisconsin before it does to you what it did to my once great city. Because once it does it, forget about it. Now you're on the trajectory of communism. Next thing you know, you'll have Brandon Johnson running the town. But anything we could do to help, give out the website. Yeah. to a consulting firm to come up with Jefferson, Wisconsin is going outside. $50,000 to put little flags on every light pole, and they've got these planters that blow away during windstorms, and they think they're going to be something they're not. Well, Bob, you got to fight them back. Dream of, I don't know what they're on, but, buddy, I think it's the water. Well, I'll tell you what, Bob, when you get, do you have a website now? Uh, no, I don't. I'm just an average guy who can't work the computer. I get my nieces and nephews to help me. I'll tell you what we're going to do, Bob. We're going to take your number down. We'll see if any one of the listeners wants to help you out do that. So uh, hang on, Bob. Anything we can do to help, especially Wisconsin construction crews. That's, you know, Squirrel, I tell you what, that's where I should be, waiting for the Roach Coach. I do miss the smell of the air in the morning. Man, oh, man. I don't miss the climbing up the scaffold, keep my mud wet, kid. That I could do without. Uh, Bob and LaGrange. I mean, Greg and LaGrange, excuse me. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, how are you? Uh, one, thing you have to, one thing you have to remember about Wisconsin, they just uh, put on a liberal Supreme Court judge, and they remapped a lot of their voting districts. So they are, they are in danger of teetering, and that's probably due to a bunch of people escaping Illinois bringing their flawed well, ideology well, up there. Although I'm going to tell you what, Greg, down here when I move, and I do, I do, I get a lot of people contact me, come in, they want to come to Southwest Florida. I, I First of all, I won't deal with them if they're Democrats. But I'm going to tell you what. They are rejecting every fracking Democrat policy. I think there could be a do another side to that coin, but go ahead. I hope so. Uh, the one thing I really wanted to call about, and I left this uh, thing with uh, Carlene, it's good to see uh, 
Steve Cortez on. I, I thought he got a bum rush when everybody called him a turncoat and things like that. We need everybody. We need all hands on deck for this one because I'm like you. The optimism of thinking that uh, President Trump is going to go in there and win this election, I think you're going to see the intense effort from the other side to do everything it can to try and get him off the ballot and out of the White House. I, I agree with you 100. percent When you see these, when you see these people celebrating the most outrageous misuse of judicial power I've ever seen in the history of this country, in my opinion, when you see them celebrating, you realize. There are tens of millions of people that would like to see him strung up like Mussolini. There really are. Oh, yeah. And those are the ones that embrace this Democrat mafia. You have this, the crooks that surround them that all steal in front of your eyes. In front of your Did you know, Greg, they just arrested the FBI guy again? They just arrested him yeah. again. The judge let him out? You know, no, we're going to arrest him. Free Pookie Smirnoff. This is exactly the kind of stuff that's going on in, 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 in a third world, and they love it. Isn't it amazing, Sean? That as history just repeats itself. These people practice the old adage, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Well, it's, these are, really these are Saul Alinsky Marxists. our judicial system. Yeah. Saul Alinsky Thanks, Marxists. Sean. Thank you, Ben. Saul, that's exactly what you're facing. This is what they are. Chicago Democrats are the rattiest roaches there ever were. Look at them all. For decades, generations. I got a guy. I got a guy. You know who they were talking about? That piece of dung. Ed Burke, that piece of garbage, short in the pants, Mike Madigan. They loved it. And now they pretend to be victims. You're the reason it's like it is. That's why stay away from good area. Stay and wallow in it. Mick and Beverly. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Aggravated, Mick. How are you, kid? <laughs> That's why I asked. Hey, just wanted to comment on something, helping out the blue this weekend. Uh, when Dave was speaking... Uh, he meant to mention it's at uh, St. John Fisher School, which is at 102nd in Washington. And your uh, callers could just look for the Ring of Fire in front of Beverly Country uh, Ridge Country Club that happened over the weekend. You know, I only went there a couple of times. To, uh, a lot of Merck guys. Chicago Public drink. Schools uh, yeah. uh, driver's ed courses being offered there at 103rd in uh, California. I only went a couple of times to Beverly, but every time I went, I had a great time. Let me ask you a question. That, that, that kid, that, that, that good-looking copper who got shot and paralyzed in the bar fight by the two scumbag, three scumbag lowlifes, remember he got engaged? I, his name escapes me, and I'm, I'm embarrassed by it. Are you talking about Daly's nephew? No, 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 no. I'm talking about a good guy, a good copper, long, second generation. He got shot in the back in his spinal cord. He's in, a, he's in a wheelchair. He got engaged to the beautiful girl. He's a cop that was a victim of, of, of a setup. But he's paralyzed now, and I know he's from Beverly. I know how tight Beverly is. Do you do you know how that kid's doing? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, no, I don't, Sean. Uh, no. I hope he's doing well, though. Danny but, Golden. Uh, Danny Golden. That's his name. Danny Golden. You don't know yeah, anything about? Yeah, I got a lot of friends on the force there. Fortunately, All right. they're okay. But yeah, I heard about that. I don't know how he's doing, but family. All right. Well, well, you never know. You know, but, uh, I'm, from, yeah, I'm from Melrose Park. Got... Everything south of Roosevelt Road was Beverly or, or, or Bridgeport. You know how it is. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, uh, so any callers looking to support, support a cause? Uh, 102nd Washtenaw, 8 to 12, Sunday morning, 5 bucks to get in for yourself or 25 for a family. And, again, goes for a good cause. All right, Mick. Thank you. I wish you luck, buddy. Appreciate the call. Phil and Tinley. Hey, Sean. Hi, Phil. 
Well, I think uh, about this AT and T outage. I just I want to point out to everyone when they when they tell us it's a Russian denial of service attack over this weekend when nobody's paying attention because we're all out playing pickleball. Just know it's China, whether it, whether it's China directly or not, or whether they say it is or not, because they're going to say maybe Iran suspected North Korea. China's pulling the strings on it with all these Marxists. I'm thoroughly convinced. Phil. And I told the guys upstairs, don't walk away from China, run. But, you know, they didn't listen to me, so... Phil, today, on, uh, you know, uh, early morning, five o'clock in the morning, or six o'clock in the morning, I'm watching Fox Business. There's a Republican, okay, from Georgia. His name's Austin Scott, congressman, talking about how he can't wait. He got to get the money. We got to get the money to Ukraine, ignoring all of the facts of George Soros, the foundation in Ukraine, all of the corruption. You see, there's a lot, of, large part of people, Republicans, who used to always say, just support the military and all the rest. They're starting to wake up. Oh, yeah. they're, saying, they're saying, no, 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 no. So I, I understand why you think it's China. I think it's us. We did it. Because all we need is an emergency, yeah. and the American people say, send it. Think about Vietnam. They're all networked, the and the Mar- Marxists are all networked together. So, I mean, our Marxists in Springfield, in Washington, D.C., on Wall Street, in Silicon Valley, in the Pentagon, and in Beijing, they're all networked together, all fellow travelers, followers of Karl Marx. You, exactly. you know, it can start, say, the start wherever it started. The is underneath benefit. the blanket, and they use the flag to blindfold you. And they've learned how successful it is. The Gulf of Tonkin was not an attack by the Vietnamese communists. It was our incompetence that blew the ship up, and it was a cover story. And 58,000 young boys that could have changed the trajectory of this nation in a way we'll never know, gone. Not to mention the hundreds of thousands that were injured. And only a handful of politicians stole enough money where they keep practicing the same lie. Brian, St. John, Indiana. Hey, what's up, man? Just a few comments. Um, I have a Pure Talk phone, and it didn't work this morning, so... That just must be because it's connected to an ATT tower. Yeah, y'all. They bounce uh, off the towers. All these other little subcontractors. Yeah. They, yeah, it's a scam. So, uh, and then uh, I'm you know, earlier in the show you were talking about the word "can't." You can't leave. People better figure it out and get out, man. I did. You know, I went all in. I went right divorced Illinois. That's what I say. I love it. Bro. Um, Good for and you. And then uh, the last thing I got to say is, um, I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. I obviously want Trump to win, but I don't think there's a shot in hell they're letting him back in that residence. Which is why Brian is now calling me from St. John, Indiana. Now tell the the listeners who who don't think it's worth the effort. The air is lighter, the food tastes better, the women are friendlier. Tell them. And I was having a conversation with somebody today uh, that lives in Lowell, and he was saying that when he lived in Cedar Lake, he, he outgrew his house, and he was thinking about going to Munster, and I laughed. I said, that's that's too close to the border. St. John, John still isn't far enough away, man. I'm trying to get to Tennessee at some point. So Good luck to uh, you. I wish yeah, you the best. You just gotta get, people got to get out of there, man. You just keep listening to 560 The Answer, kid. Thank you very much. Appreciate the call. How much time I got as well? All right. Craig, come on, Greenwood. You got 30 seconds. All right, Sean. Hey, I was at the, I was at the eye doctor telling all the people in the uh, waiting area, they had them listening to TSO8. Yeah, it would would work better for both of us if you had your pants on next time. Go ahead. All right. Anyways, hey, I think we got three uh, losers there. Uh, 
that was that, uh, what, what's her name, the um, uh, Megan uh, McCain and then Liz Cheney, they were taking and uh, uh, having a good old time talking about uh, getting Trump and everything, and then you brought up another one at McCaskill. So it's the three stooges. These, yeah. these rotten little uh, Democrat women that they get, they're so screwed yeah. up in a minute. They're celebrating everything, everything, the, the downfall of our country. Yeah. All right, just remember what I told you in the beginning. When you go to the optometrist, you do not take your pants off and sit on the paper. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I, I like the down, wholesome prison down, one. Down, and the Drinking coffee, smoking big cigars. And it burns, burns, burns. burns. All right, I cannot wait to have a bricklayer tell me a story. It's been one month shy of two years since a bricklayer told me a story. Sean and Darian. Hey, Sean. Uh, nice to talk to you. Hey, uh, yeah, I, I, I labored for three years, and I've been a bricklayer for 34 in the union, but I agree with you a thousand percent. The unions are scumbags. The officials, <laughs> you know, the big shots sit there and try and tell you to vote for Pritzker and Biden. Are you kidding me? Yeah. All the guys I work with, all the laborers, we're all conservative. I was born and raised a Dem, right? I mean, my folks were Kennedy Democrats. I got 12 brothers and sisters. I would never vote for a Democrat again, ever. Yeah. But the Republicans are pathetic, are they not? I mean, oh. that was the story. I mean, I mean you know, I mean, pathetic. Uh, well, I got to tell you, you've been a bricklayer for 33 years. Did you ever? Yeah. That's not actually long enough. I, I can't remember. I used to be, a, my father was a bricklayer. I was a laborer. He worked for yeah, Johnson I heard, and I heard, Johnson. I, heard, I talked to you before. Yeah. I think it was yeah. Johnson and Johnson in Villa Park, right? I think. I can't even remember. But my, my godfather used to own the Spring Inn. You ever go there? No, no. Oh, man. They used to have the boilermakers, the bricklayers would go there. By 9 o'clock in the morning, they were doing beer runs. By 5 in the afternoon, they were beating the hell out of each other uh, out, of, out of each other after hugging each other at the job site. I miss the bricklayers. You tell them I said hello. Well, when my brother when got to about 1 o'clock, he said, get the water out of the drinking cooler and fill it with beer and fill it with ice. And I swear to God, that's the truth. See, that's what got funny. you to call is when I said, keep the mud wet, kid. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, you're exactly right. I knew you were labor. That's funny. Thank that's you awesome. very much. Thank you very much. Take I care. appreciate it. You too. John and Garfield Ridge. Hey, Sean. Uh, you know, I see that Dr. Fauci was in Chirac here a couple days ago. He was uh, <laughs> giving a he was giving a speech. Uh, one of the colleges here dumbing down the kids a little bit more. You know, Sean, uh, do you think that Dr. Fauci looked for the real origins of COVID as hard as O.J. Simpson looked for the real killer? <laughs> I think Dr. Fauci invested. I think Dr. Fauci invested in the origins of COVID. I think Dr. Fauci made untolds hundreds, if not billions of dollars. I think doc- Dr. Fauci did more to this country than the Third Reich, than the Japanese ever did. It was an elaborate cover-up, and it began in January of 2020. There's emails between Dr. Collins and Dr. Fauci in which Dr. Collins says this wouldn't be good for China. This wouldn't be good for science. He's a traitor. He made a lot of money doing it. Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. Over the you period think of time these crooks from 2010 to- work like Sean the bricklayer ever worked or any laborer or any carpenter or any truck driver? These crooked bastards sold not not even millions, not even billions. That's a trillion dollar scam, COVID. And now we know what? 
that the vaccine is creating more death, more destruction than COVID ever could? Of course they did. How much time I got for cream puff? Cream puff, you got 20 seconds. Yeah, Would you take Moderna? I figured you would have one cheap one. That would have Johnson and Johnson. Moderna took off. And you know what landed? Uh, Rand Paul's game of function uh, lingo finally yeah. landed with that I'll tell you what, Cream Puff, Jim. I know the side effect is myocarditis, but isn't Cheetos, a bag of Cheetos, thing, you, as an appetizer also? Yeah, you'll be fine, kid. We'll be back tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.